sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to a Tuesday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network as well. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. A ton of playoff action to break down live right here on this Tuesday. We are on to the conference semifinals in both the Stanley Cup postseason and the NBA playoffs. The conference semis already underway in the association. We get to that point in the NHL after last night because the two best words in sports, as we know them, here during playoff time, game seven. And that's what we had in the tri-state rivalry. Across the Hudson River, we go to New Jersey, Newark, in fact, where the Devils hosted the Rangers in game number seven of their opening round series in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And we had seen this series be ultra competitive. The first four games, in fact, the road team was victorious away from home. Two games for the Rangers to start this series in New Jersey. The Devils answer with two straight in Madison Square Garden. And then from there, the home ice had the advantage. The Devils winning game number five. The Rangers game number six on Saturday inside Madison Square Garden. Setting up game seven last night back at the Prudential Center in Newark. And the Devils blank the Rangers. A 4 Nothing victory for New Jersey as the Devils advance to the second round of the NHL postseason. A big, big victory for the Devils last night. Again, 4 nothing on home ice in Newark, New Jersey. And you can see what the story was for this seven-game set. Incredibly competitive throughout. But a lot of results going the Devils' way in terms of a big, big victory, blanking the Rangers in game number five at home. And they matched that with the same score last night in game number seven. For nothing, that victory for the Devils, who entered this series as a very short outright favorite, minus 125 to win the series outright. They do just that so the devils are on to the second round of the stanley cup playoffs plenty more from around the national hockey league later on in hour number two but game number one last night inside td garden of the eastern conference semifinal series between two very familiar foes divisional opponents in fact in the atlantic out in the eastern conference and two teams that in the past five nba postseasons have met a couple of times including in the eastern conference semis back in 2018 where the Celtics beat the Sixers in five games. In 2020, it was the Seas sweeping Philadelphia. Not last night. Not the start Boston wanted. And Philly pulls off a dramatic upset, winning outright as a 10.5-point underdog, 119-115 the final. Philadelphia doing all of this without the presumptive MVP winner in Joel Embiid. That is why the line was at 10.5, and that is how Philly took advantage now 12 and 5 straight up this year without that MVP front runner in Joel Embiid how did they do it James Harden the beard a masterful performance a playoff career best 40 
five points in Boston last night, including the dagger three under 10 seconds remaining. His team down by one. He puts Philly ahead for good, and the Sixers win game number one as a 10-and-a-half-point dog, 119-115. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. Hour number one of a Tuesday live on the morning after all across the Sports Grid network. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So, Philadelphia with a 45-point performance from James Harden steals game number one inside TD Garden. The Celtics entered yesterday's game one as a heavy favorite to win this series outright, minus 560, because of the injury uncertainty around JoJo. They still remain the series favorite, but the number is a lot shorter this morning, minus 174 for Boston. The most likely outcome that we thought for this series the season five it was plus 200 entering game number one that would mean a gentleman sweep for boston the rest of the way now to the western conference semifinals game number two in the mile high city last night between denver and phoenix the suns close as just a four point underdog there was a belief that phoenix would even this series at one game all last night both from the odds movement and from the overall public perception myself included that was not the case phoenix did have a lead at the end of the third quarter but the nuggets rally behind 39 points from the two-time nba mvp nikola Jokic. as denver wins game number two 97 87 at home the nuggets as a team shooting less than 26 percent from three but nikola Jokic, 39 points and 16 rebounds jamal murray who led all scores with 30 plus in game number one only 10 points last night was an abysmal three of 15 from the floor but denver still takes a two nothing series advantage over phoenix 35 points for devin booker on the other side over his points prop kevin durant not great from three last night still finishing with 24 but an injury to chris paul late in the third quarter might change the picture of this series overall and we saw phoenix enter this series not only as the favorite to knock off the nuggets in advance to a western conference finals they were the favorites to win the West at plus 160. Now Phoenix has the longest price at plus 470. And the Nuggets, the new favorites, atop the Western Conference, a plus 150 number. More of the morning after next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to a Tuesday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us all across the Sports Grid network and Sirius XM channel 159. So everybody in the association officially today now into the conference semifinals because the final series that we need to begin starts tonight in San Francisco. Game number one between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. The marquee matchup we all dreamed and hoped for this postseason now gets started tonight. So here we are, 
in the conference semifinal series all around the NBA playoffs. We are half of the way there to an NBA championship series. So let's take a look at what the odds say for hoisting that Larry O'Brien trophy as an NBA champion from where things were at the start of this NBA playoffs to where they are now firmly into the conference semifinals. We do that in Market Movers. Officially eight teams remaining now in the NBA postseason. On your screen here, you will not see the Philadelphia 76ers because for Philly, who opened up this playoffs at 10 to 1, there really hasn't been all that much movement at this moment. We'll detail where the Sixers are regardless. 5 to 1 for Philadelphia at this point. Considerable following last night. It was only a dollar of movement entering last night because the expectation wasn't all of that optimistic for their Eastern Conference semifinal set against the Boston Celtics. But speaking of those Celtics, despite being down in an 0-1 hole here in the Eastern Conference semis, they remain the NBA championship favorites at 2-1 currently. They were plus 350 entering the NBA playoffs, but everybody was trailing Milwaukee, who of course you will no longer see on this screen as well. The Bucks entered the NBA playoffs around a plus 240 price. The top four teams in the NBA finals component entering the NBA playoffs from the Western Conference still all remain. Despite the fact the Lakers were an underdog in their opening round series against Memphis and they were behind the Grizzlies in the Western Conference odds, the interesting distinction was LA had a better price to win an NBA championship. So the Nuggets, the Suns, the Warriors and the Lakers all remain, at least from the title odds perspective, the top four teams, despite not being the top four teams from that seed line perspective here into the conference semifinals. The Suns have had the only bit of movement here that you will see that has worked against them. They entered with the third best price in this NBA playoffs at plus 480. Phoenix was the Western Conference favorite, of course, had that best price out of any team from the West to win an NBA championship. That is no longer the case on this Tuesday morning. A 9-1 to number now for the Phoenix Suns, as the Suns have the longest of four odds to win a Western Conference championship in this 0-2 hole against the Denver Nuggets. Their postseason outlook, not as clear as as it was just a few days ago. Phoenix might be without Chris Paul as they head back to the Valley of the Sun for game number three. A peculiar move now for the Suns who entered this series, not even the playoffs, just this Western Conference semifinal series against Denver as the favorites to win the West around that plus one 50 price but now they have the longest price in Denver is the favorite to win the Western Conference currently plus 150 NBA championship odds also paint a picture for what we can expect out of Golden State and Los Angeles in their series as well the Lakers a good deal of movement over $10 taking $11 off their number 21 to 1 is now 10 to 1 the Warriors have seen their price grow shorter as well 
because of that postseason pedigree, Golden State was still plus 850, the fourth best number entering the playoffs, the second best out of the West. But Golden State wins in seven in their opening round series against Sacramento. And as you see from the odds there, game number one at home tonight inside the Chase Center in San Francisco, the Warriors a five-point favorite. Golden State, better than 65% of their games at home this year, they have covered in. It is the best home cover percentage in all of the association. And the distinction here for Golden State in the second round, the conference semifinals, versus the opening round of the Western Conference playoffs, they were the lower seed against the Kings. Sacramento, the three seed. Golden State, the six seed. Here, the Warriors are the higher seed, the six seed versus the seven. That is L.A. And Golden State has been great in San Francisco a little bit shakier on the road despite winning the final two games in Sacramento for that opening round series playoff victory but they have been so much better at home they hold home floor advantage for this Western Conference semifinal series against Los Angeles a minus 158 number that's the second game of this Tuesday night slate the first game up is game number two inside Madison Square Garden of course there has been tremendous movement for both the Heat and the Knicks, $78 off of New York's price from the beginning of this playoffs in the NBA to where things are now, 22 to 1. They are right now tied with Miami at 22 to 1 to win an NBA championship. The longest odds on the board for both Miami and New York. Not a lot of respect given for these two teams battling it out in the other Eastern Conference semifinals. New York, a six-and-a-half-point favorite tonight, back inside Madison Square Garden, hosting Miami. Now, what is very interesting here, the Heat have been booked as an underdog in all six of their playoff games. They have won outright, of course, in five of them. The spread for game number one was only four points in favor of New York. So maybe you are wondering why the spread would be up by two and a half points in favor of the Knicks. Is it that idea of a resolve, of a bounce back, to taking advantage of playing inside the world's most famous arena to even up this series at one game apiece? Or is it perhaps the injury concern and uncertainty around Jimmy Butler, who by no mincing of words here has been everything for Miami? He has been that driving force. He did injure his ankle, though, late in that fourth and final stanza against New York on Sunday afternoon. We will see exactly what his status is. I don't think there's a chance Jimmy Butler misses this game tonight, knowing who playoff Jimmy is and that mentality that he brings, but we'll see how effective he could potentially be. Again, the Heat have been sensational as an underdog, booked as a dog in all six games in this NBA playoff run, and they have won outright in five of them. And you can see what the odds expect and how things have changed. The Knicks were a favorite entering this series. Miami takes game number one inside MSG. They now become the favorite to win this series. What will these odds look like if New York evens it up before we head to South Beach for game number three? I think the Knicks would be a slight favorite once again, but it would be a lot closer than maybe we even 
expected. So once again, let's look at those NBA championship odds. Seven teams on your screen, eight teams remaining here in the NBA playoffs. The Boston Celtics, still the favorites, as they were entering this round, but they had the second best price before the playoffs, of course, trailing the Milwaukee Bucks. The Seas, despite being in that 0-1 hole in their conference semifinal series against Philadelphia, the Sixers winning outright as a 10.5-point underdog in Beantown last night. Celtics remain the favorites, plus 200. Golden State, now the second best price, plus 450. But don't forget, Denver is the favorite to win the Western Conference. They have a plus 460 number to win the title. They're 10 cents behind Golden State, but 40 cents in front of the Dubs out West. It's plus 150 for the Nuggets. It's plus 190 for Golden State. Phoenix, the only team that you saw on your screen that has had odds movement against them, their price becoming longer from where it is now to where it was before the start of this NBA playoff run. Plus 470 for Phoenix out West. They were the favorites entering. Nine to one now to win an NBA championship. The Lakers growing shorter. The Sixers not on your screen. Philly entered last night with a nine to one price to win the NBA championship. The odds not all that optimistic for this series against the Celtics. Philadelphia now 5-1. to one. More of the morning after next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to a Tuesday, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. We are on the conference semifinals fully around the NBA playoffs. Game number one in San Francisco tonight. It's the nightcap on a Tuesday between the Warriors and the Lakers. That is the first game of their Western Conference semifinals set. Game number two inside the world's most famous arena out in the Eastern Conference between the Knicks and the Heat. And it was game number one last night inside TD Garden between the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Familiar foes, divisional rivals, teams that have met frequently in the postseason in the last five years. And the Celtics have had the upper hand in a big, big way. 2020, first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. The Celtics sweep the Sixers. Two years prior to that, 2018 in the NBA playoffs. In the conference semifinals, the Celtics win in five games. The expectation was for something similar this time around, following the injury uncertainty around Joel Embiid. Boston entered last night as a 10.5-point favorite. But the Sixers pull off the upset. Helping us recap everything we saw last night in Boston and laying out the rest of this series, it is our good pal, the one, the only, George Belecci of Nesson, joining us live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after. Georgie, how is the city of Boston and the surrounding areas? A couple of very difficult nights inside TD Garden. What do you think the atmosphere is like right now in Beantown? It's bewilderment. Like, what have we done to deserve this? And I understand how it's been in Boston when it comes to championships since 2001. I get it. But these past two days, go back to last week with the Bruins losing in seven to the Panthers. What have they done to deserve it? But what we've seen and what we saw with the Celtics last night was what their calling card was in last postseason being defense 
being the one that left them out to drive this time around. There's a lot of late game misexecution by the Celtics. The offense and their best players, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, certainly have to find themselves late in the game when it comes to closing out, especially at home. But right now, when you look at Boston, it is what is going on, what can we do, who do we need to come to TD Garden, spread some sage around in the air, not named Kyrie Irving, to help get rid of this dark cloud over the city. Georgie, I was going to say, we saw that once, sage in the air inside TD Garden, but I don't think we want that one guy to come back and do the same. So let's focus on last night, game number one of the Eastern Conference semifinal series between Boston and Philadelphia. Again, after Joel Embiid was officially ruled out, the line closed at 10 and a half in favor of the Celtics. Knowing the absence of Embiid, the spread last night, double digits in favor of the Seas, George, how disappointing was the result in game number one? I mean, beyond disappointing, especially that it's at home. And the Sixers are without their best player, a guy that very likely could win league MVP. And Al Horford said it after the game. When they found out Joel Embiid was not playing, they took them more lightly. Now, this is the same thing we saw in game five when they couldn't close out the Hawks. Without DeJounte Murray, it was that feeling of, Will the Celtics take the Hawks more lightly because they're going to think it's an easier win? We saw it come back around. And it goes back to, you saw the late game execution. You saw that awful turnover by Malcolm Brogdon. This was a team with a shot clock winding down. Seemed no one wanted the ball, including Jason Tatum, who touched it. So it was very disappointing. It's also a shock that they drop it, especially at home. The Sixers are without their best player. And then James Harden, who shot 9 for 34 from two-point range in the entire first round against Brooklyn, went 10 for 16. It was vintage James Harden because scoring and dropping 45 points, that's not his game anymore. He's a true pass-first point guard, but he turned it on. And they went hunting. Anytime they could get Al Horford out on the perimeter, James Harden or Tobias Harris or the Sixers took full advantage of that. But what we've seen is a team where their defense was their strength last postseason out of the teams remaining in this postseason ranks dead last in defensive efficiency. Now, the Celtics have the number one offensive efficiency in the teams remaining in the playoffs, but they can't get stops. And we saw teams that didn't know what they're doing. They miscommunications on defense, not making the right switches, not picking up certain players on the Sixers, leaving James Harden with room from three-point range. And if you give a guy like that space, he's going to send it home. Now, maybe this was a one-game off for Harden because he doesn't have it in his body anymore to play at this capability. But... You steal a game in the playoffs, and that can switch an entire series. The Sixers certainly did that. No Joel Embiid. We don't know if he's going to play in game two, but you take one at home to open the series. Well, the Celtics, now they have to get one at home, or they can find themselves really in a big deficit before this series shifts to Philly. And the odds for game number two still expect that Boston bounce back and again paint the little bit of uncertainty around Embiid. It's a nine point spread currently in favor of the Celtics. 45 points for James Harden last night. A playoff career best for the beard. But on the other side, Jalen Brown got off to a scorching start, had 14 points very early on in that opening half. And Jason Tatum finishes with near 40 of his own 39 points. George, do the Celtics go as the Jays, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown go in this NBA playoffs? 
Yeah, certainly in the second half of the game, too. You mentioned Jalen Brown. He started six for seven from the floor in the first quarter. He took three shots in the second half entirely. Jason Tatum almost touched 40. He went one for four in the fourth quarter. Neither of them had a made field goal in the last two minutes and 30 seconds from the floor. They certainly go as far. When you have two elite wings that are top 10 scorers in the NBA, that's what every NBA head coach, GM, owner, player wants on their side. The Celtics have that. Both of them faltered late in this game. There has to be a part where it comes to Joe Missoula. He's owned the last two losses we've seen from the Celtics, saying, I got to be quicker with calling plays. I got to let them set the pace. I really have to get my assertion in there and make sure this offense flows. But at the same time for Joe Missoula, he has to make sure his guys get the ball. He has to set them up for success. So this falls on the Jays. This also falls on their head coach and Joe Missoula. At this point in the season, <laughs> everything's done preparation-wise, how the offenses conduct themselves, how your teams play. But there has to be motivation factors on the bench. There has to be motivation in the huddle. And after timeouts, there has to be successful draws. So it falls on the Jays, certainly. I said it last postseason. I say it again. They go as far as Jason Tatum yep. goes, but it also cannot just be him. He had a great score night but Jalen Brown has to back it up and he can't disappear in the second half like what we saw last night it was weird to see at all because Jalen Brown's a guy that's uber confident in his ability and certainly when he gets going he'll carry that out through the entire game for him to disappear literally in the second half made no sense it was a question as if is Jalen Brown still playing for the Celtics because he was a no-show for the Celtics in game one in the second half against the Sixers and Boston, George, still shot 58% from the floor as a team last night. So it wasn't like they went ice cold through long stretches of this game. George, we're still not exactly sure if we're going to see Joel Embiid for this series or for game number two. With Embiid's status uncertain, what is the outlook for the rest of this Eastern Conference semis between Boston and Philadelphia? I mean, it's certainly for the Celtics, it should be them in five or six games. If Joel Embiid misses another game, possibly two, because this is every other day now at this point in the postseason. At the same time, we saw what they were doing, attacking the rim, finishing around the rim a lot, shot 72% in the first half. So that 58 is propped up by a ridiculous first half of basketball by the Celtics, and the Sixers still only trailed by three. So if Embiid can't go in game two, you have to take it. You can't fall 0-2 in any playoff series. I think and who's not. But at the same time, there needs to be adjustments made defensively. They need to all be on the same page. If Marcus Smart's on the court, he's a guy quarterbacking that. They have to listen to him because there were times where we saw lapses in switches where Marcus Smart would pick up James Harden on the pick and roll, then Tobias Harris or Paul Reed would be unchecked and roll right to the basket untouched pretty much. So it has to be more than if James Harden went off for 45 and the Celtics won, so be it. James Harden went off for 45. Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton, they all found their groove as well if you look in the box score scoring-wise. That can't happen. One guy wins, that's fine. They can't have every player on the Sixers roster win. And at the same time, offensively, they have to find themselves from three as well. Here's the thing you look at. The backcourt for the Celtics has been a strength. Derek White was off last night offensively, but that can't decide a game. Malcolm Brogdon, D. White, and Marcus Smart haven't been shooting well from three so far in the last four games of this postseason. They have to find their touch from outside because Joe Mazzulla wants them to thrive from three, but the strength of their offense wasn't there. But I'll go back a million times over. Defensively, they have too much talent, too much athleticism to falter. That's where they have to pick up. 
if Joel Embiid plays or he doesn't. And certainly that'll change them attacking from the rim if Embiid's back in. But at the same time, on offense as well, they need to attack and also find their touch from the perimeter. Game number two in Boston tomorrow night. The Celtics currently booked as a nine-point favorite. But Georgie, over your right shoulder there in the Nesson Studios, it is the banner of the Boston Bruins. Game number seven in their opening round series against the Florida Panthers inside TD Garden on Sunday evening. And Florida rallies from a 3-1 deficit in the series to knock off the team that had the best ever regular season in the history of the National Hockey League. Georgie, only about 40 seconds left in this segment. How do you sum up 22-23 for the Boston Bruins? Erasable, because you look at a historic regular season, it's something you never want to remember again because of how it ended. If this team made a late run into the playoffs, into the Eastern Conference Finals, or lost going for the Cup, Hey, they took it down to the wire. But in seven games, the Florida Panthers outplayed the Boston Bruins. What made it feel like the biggest shock is not just how it ended, another overtime goal, but it was the Bruins never played their best hockey that we know they're capable of, and we saw it happen for 65 wins. They lost four regular season games all year. They lost three of four at home against the Panthers in the first mm. round. Shock, erasable, forgettable, which hurts to say, Ben. George, a wonderful summation. We appreciate your time as always. More of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Boston breakdown and the perspective of George Belecki of Nesson. We take our look back on game number one of the Eastern Conference semifinals before going all around the association. Now live right here on this Tuesday on the morning after with our coach James Young joins us live right here on Sports Grid on TMA. JY, thank you for being here on this Tuesday morning what a night it was in the association Boston loses at home outright as a 10 and a half point favorite against Philadelphia the Sixers without the MVP front runner in Joel Embiid and Denver although they were booked as a favorite JY feels like they pulled off an upset last night to take a two nothing series lead over the Phoenix Suns JY thank you for being with us here on this Tuesday on the morning after it's good to be on with you. Some some shocking developments uh, in the NBA last night. You know, we talked about this was going to be like April slash May, maybe June madness. It just continued from the NCAA tournament, and we're getting it, Ben. A lot of crazy things going on in the association. No Joel Embiid last night for Philadelphia. After he was officially ruled out, J.Y., the Sixers close as a 10.5-point underdog. But a 45-point performance from James Harden, the Beards' playoff best in Philadelphia, pulls off the upset 119-115 over the Celtics in game number one. J.Y., how does the result last night inside TD Garden set the tone for the remainder of this series? Boston better show up. And let's be honest. Boston, there's two ways you can look at the Boston series with Atlanta. Did Atlanta overachieve or did Boston underachieve? And the way they looked last night, they looked lifeless defensively. Joe Mazzulla mm. seems like a deer in headlights, Ben. 
And, and, and this is becoming a problem because they're getting torched by guard play. Don't talk to me about Marcus Smart and just say, hey, we are one of the best defenders in the world. Stick him on someone. There was no adjustments. Like, at the end of the day, a guy like James Harden, who struggled mightily finishing at the rim, they allowed him to get off 14 three-point attempts, Ben. 14. Mm. And if you just look at the last play of the game, with the way he shot mm. against the Nets in the lane, if I'm Al Horford, I'm giving you everything but a three. Like, I'm getting up on you, I'm pushing you to the basket, and I'm praying that I got some kind of help. That was a very disappointing loss for Boston. And for the uh, team like Philadelphia, it sometimes is this, Ben, and I got lost in this thinking too much. When sometimes yeah. the best player is out, they become harder to guard. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a guy mm -hmm. like Hardy who can get it. Max can get it. You know, Tobias Harris can get it. But then guys like De'Anthony Mount, other guys get involved. The ball moves better. Great job by the Sixers last night. And if you're Joe Mazzulla with no Embiid, this is a must win. Now, I'm not talking about must win. Like, you got to play exceptionally well. Because if you go to Philadelphia 1 yeah. 1 and you squeak it out, or you lose outright going to Philadelphia, the questions are going to start with Boston again. The C's a nine-point favorite tomorrow night for game number two. There is still a major uncertainty around the status of Joel Embiid. And because of that, J.Y., entering this series, Boston was a minus 560 favorite to win it outright. They were an odds-on favorite at minus 230 to win the Eastern Conference crown. And the most likely outcome from the series overall, the Celtics in five games, it was a two-to-one number. But now in terms of series duration, both six and seven games, the same price at plus 155. So, J.Y., how many games do you think we will see in this Eastern Conference semifinal set? I say six. And, and, and here's the thing. I think Boston's going to rebound here, folks. One thing that kind of struck me is how well Jalen Brown was early, Jason Tatum's second half, but I never felt like they got going at the same time. I, I need to see the both of them uh, be effective. Obviously, Brogdon uh, did his thing off the bench, but I'm also looking at Robert Williams. Al Horford, yes, he gave them 11 points, but he was a minus 17. You gotta wonder at what point does Joe Mazzulla maybe insert Robert Williams into the starting lineup? a little bit more of a shot-blocking threat, a little bit more of an offensive rebounding threat, and then, then you decide what you do. Bring Derek White off the bench. Now you got that White backcourt with Brogdon with the second unit, a little bit more depth, a little bit more well-rounded. I think there's adjustments that Joe Mazzulla needs to make. Let's see if he's smart enough to make them. Now we go to game two of the Western Conference semifinal series between Denver and Phoenix. The Suns were the favorites to win the West entering this series. The Suns were the favorites in this series despite not having home floor advantage against the Western Conference's top seed. And now the Nuggets 
taking advantage of being in the Mile High City. A 2-0 series lead, a 10-point victory last night, double digits in both of the first two games, covering as a four-point favorite in both of the first two against the Suns as well. 97-87, JY, the final last night. What has worked so well for the Nuggets, James, that has the Nuggets out to a 2-0 series lead? Depth. Plain and simple. Depth. And, and, and the fact that we, I've, you and I have talked about this, and I've talked about this on the network. Phoenix is top-heavy, and you get concerned when your best players are playing 44, 45 minutes a night. They mm-hmm. cannot, I don't care what anybody says, oh, these guys are making 30 million, 40 million. You gotta be, you go and try and play 48 minutes in an NBA game, and you tell me how you feel. Time after time after time. So Denver has beat them with their depth. They, if you, if they, not only their depth, their athletic depth. Bruce Brown has been really good this series. Jeff Green's given them minutes. And they can hit you in so many ways. You tried the run with them game one? Cool. They ran you out of the building. You tried to make it a half-court slugfest? Cool. We'll do that. Here is the biggest thing, Ben. Joker versus Aiden. See, DeAndre Aiden is an mm-hmm. all-world talent. And he came up with that phrase. What was it? Denominating? Like a couple, like last week? Bro, yeah. keep your mouth shut. You don't say that when you're when you're dominating Ivanka Zubak, which you barely did. Now you're going against Joker, and Joker just gave you a nice and easy 39, 16, and 5. That's a problem, Ben. And it's a big problem. And I don't know if Phoenix has it. And I'm gonna say this to people, and I was about to post this, I'll post this on social mm-hmm. media afterwards as well. I really believe. The window for the Suns, Ben, is goes into next year. Because with the trade and the mid-season deadline, they weren't able to get the cheap vets to come in and give them depth. That is what they need in the offseason. They need guys that could spell KD, Booker, kind of like the way the Warriors had in the past where you take Steph and Clay out the game, these guys will hold the lead, give these guys breaks, and make a run. James Jones has a lot to work in the offseason. Ben, I think they're in trouble. Four bench points in total for Phoenix last night. Of course, the Suns as a team only scored 87. And that depth is going to be tested as Chris Paul was injured in the second half last night in game number two against Denver. The Suns were the favorites entering the series out west. Now the longest of four prices of the four teams still remaining, plus 470. Game number two tonight inside the world's most famous arena. Madison Square Garden, the site for the Heat and the Knicks. Game number two of their Eastern Conference semifinal series. And right now, JY, the Knicks are booked as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. But Miami is comfortable in this spot. They've been booked as an underdog in all six of their playoff games. They have won outright in five. Can the Heat keep it going tonight in game number two against New York? I think this is too many points for a New York team that is still in the moment for the first time, meaning in meaningful playoff basketball. You could talk about Brunson, but look at the rest of the roster. They haven't been in this spot before. And I almost feel like at times, Ben, is Miami Heat, like, are they the Muhammad Ali's this year of the NBA? Like, they did the rope a And we're like, they're done. They're, 
they're old. And then all of a sudden, the playoff lights turned on. And they're like, okay, we're, we're ready to go. Almost the exact opposite last year when they got the one seed. So Spolster is one of the best. Six and a half points are too many. Key things to look at. Does Randall come back? I don't know if the Knicks need a Randall so much against Cleveland, but they need him in this series versus Miami. Does Jimmy Butler play? Mm. What the next game I do believe on Saturday, Ben, if I'm Spolzer as a coach, I'm up 1-0, long series. I sent I said Jimmy Butler tonight and said, you know what? I'm not going to bring you out there and take that chance of you getting hurt more and I lose you the rest of the series. Let's give you tonight off. Let's see what happens. If we steal it, we steal it 2-0, but we're 1-1 going back to Miami. I wouldn't be shot. Now, Jimmy Butler's different. Like, this ain't a guy. Yeah. This ain't a, a Kawhi Leonard. Like, the guy the guy will play in a walking boot and, and so drop 25 on the next. So, I would say that's the best play. I just don't know if Jimmy's going to oblige tonight. JY, I wouldn't want to be the coach. I wouldn't want to be Eric Spolster, the guy to tell Jimmy Butler, hey, we're going to sit you for a little bit of rest in an Eastern Conference semifinal series and see what Jay Butt's reaction might be to that. But he was injured with an injured ankle late in the fourth quarter after a 25.11 rebound performance in that game number one upset. At this moment, the Heat, a slight series favorite. What might the price look like as we get ready for South Beach on Saturday in game number three, if the Knicks even the series tonight. Game number one in San Francisco, James Young. The marquee matchup we all hope for now becomes reality. The Lakers and the Warriors. Golden State, a five-point favorite in game number one tonight. JY, what do you expect to see in the debut of the Western Conference semifinal series between the Dubs and the Lakers? Let's be honest, okay? I know they had two young upstart teams and the Kings and the Grizzlies. The NBA was praying that this was going to be serious. Yep. Like, they got what they wanted, so right? They got Durant in there. They got LeBron versus Steph. They got old school rivalries with the, the Knicks and the Heat and the Celtics and the Sixers. They're licking their chops. But this is a series. Like, this is it. Like, this is LeBron, Steph. We can put this all to rest right now. I think this is going to be a phenomenal series. I think this is going to be a long series. And if you pull up the graphic, guys, shortest, uh, they think, uh, odds, seven-game series. I think that this is going seven. This is going to be fantastic. So one or two weeks you play. Either take the Lakers plus the one-and-a-half games or you just go seven-game series at plus 185. Mm. I think that it's going to be seven games, and I really do think LeBron's going to find a way to move on and beat the Warriors. All right. That was my next question for you, JY. It's what we'll ask the public to end out hour number one. Let's get that on record. James Young's series prediction for the Lakers and the Warriors is what? Lakers in seven. Fantastic series. Hmm. Lakers in seven. As, as That's Celtic, what the coach as a says. Fan, it's yelling in my ear. Hey, you punched yeah, James, down John James. Jamesy. John, the Celtics. Not too happy. J.Y. hit the fadeaway in his face. Put one in his eye. We come back to round out hour one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Rounding out our number one of the morning after live right here on this Tuesday on Sports Grid in Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid network as well. I am Ben Stevens and the Spitz Grizz doesn't just stop over the TV in radio airwaves or the digital airwaves wherever you consume the spiz grids it is also in the palm of your hand the new sports grid app now available in the apple app store the ultimate sports betting companion app has arrived you want to know everything you need all the information what the data is saying to place your best bet in whatever your favorite sport is on whoever your favorite team is on maybe whoever your favorite player is you can do that now at the sports grid app scan the qr code on your screen or download it in the apple app store at this moment we should probably put the fade the public poll in the sports grid app to add that to our data set to inform whatever that best bet might be because you can learn a lot from hearing from all of you great people that consume the Spiz Grizz out there. We do that now in Fade the Public. The marquee matchup of the NBA playoffs to this point, the Western Conference semifinal series between Golden State and Los Angeles, the Warriors and the Lakers, Steph and LeBron, starts tonight in San Francisco. Golden State, a five-point favorite for game number one, a minus 158 favorite to win this series outright. So who wins it outright? That was the question at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. Golden State or LA? Most of the public going with the dubs. In fact, greater than 62% of the public saying the Warriors are going to win this series over LA. Again, Golden State, is a favorite golden state has a better price to win the western conference and the nba championship the odds and the public matching up our number two of the morning after is up next live right here on sports Week. 